Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. I don't talk about this topic often, but it's not one to be um, neglected in the right in the right portion. Um, we're going to talk about uh, spiritual warfare. I, I don't focus on it a lot for the reason of that a lot of people get it imbalanced in their lives and can can focus on the wrong parts of it and uh, and approach it in ways that um, might might be a little more dangerous than helpful. If that makes sense, um, but. But it is an important topic, and so um, we just want to try to make sure we're approaching it with the, with the right approach, because I don't know about you guys, but historically, I've been in church environments in the past where, or I don't even want to say church environments, just in my own life, I've, I've probably compartmentalized different pieces of theology, and like there's this part, and there's this part, and there's this part, and when I'm engaging with this thing, I'm all on this, but I might forget about these other pieces. And so it's, it's almost like my, my core theology actually shifts when I, depending on what the thing I'm focusing on. But the fact is that truth is truth, and the kingdom is the kingdom across the board, and every kingdom truth has its grounding, and it all works together. Even though there's different emphasis on different things, you don't neglect one part because you turn and focus on the other part. All right? So sometimes people get real focused on end times, and they forget about the, we actually have a great commission calling and a kingdom now. A kingdom is growing and developing because of how I take dominion on the earth right now. So we can focus on that and forget this. Actually, this part was actually the more important base part to live from, and we can look at end time stuff, but when we do it from the new covenant kingdom, uh, God is victorious mentality, then it can actually make that a lot more healthy and balanced. It's the same with spiritual warfare. If, If we're not careful, we can get so focused on spiritual warfare that we forget the, the only way that we ever can actually succeed in crushing the devil, it's not by going around trying to be a devil crusher. It's by, it's by living the, the union Christ, the union with Christ reality, that, that, I, that it's not I who live, it's Christ who lives in me, and that I, I'm seated with him in heavenly places, and that I get to live this intimate union with Jesus. And because of that, everywhere I go, I can be treading on serpents and scorpions. But it's, from, it's not from, I'm going to try to wrestle the devil. It's from, I'm going to stay abiding in Christ. And everywhere I go, he's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's crushing them. And he just so happens to be using me in my intimate union with him to do it. All right. When we understand the right approach to it, we can do it with victory and not get off balance with things. All right. So with that said, I want to ask this question and you can just raise your hands if if this applies to you. But how many of you would say that you have been in a season in recent time of unusual um, trials and spiritual attacks, hardships, uh, physical ailments, whatever, like things that just feel like it's been more intense lately than the usual. I want to see your hands. Put them up high. Would you look around? 
okay? There, there could be various reasons for it. Sometimes the reasons are actually our own fault because we're not stewarding our lives the way God wants us to, so it makes us an open target, okay? But, but, that's, but I'm not going there today, all right? I could, <laughs> ain't gonna. Maybe another eight-week series later on that one. I'm kind of joking. Kind of not. All right? But, but here's where I'm, where I'm bringing it up, because I want to say that um, I, I've been talking to people from different churches, different pastors, different leaders, and, and different friends, and it's a common theme that it feels like there, the, there's been resistance that's been amped up against the body of Christ, all right? <laughs> I think partially, or actually maybe more than partially, it might be connected to the end time stuff that's happened. And I don't know. I'm not even going to go there. But the point is that all, all I know is that I feel like things are culminating towards things that the church has been praying for probably for decades, maybe centuries, about, about the kingdom coming to the earth the way God promised. And Satan is so scared about what could come that he wants to do everything he can to try to weaken his greatest enemy, and that's you. Did you know that Jesus is not even Satan's greatest enemy? He's not. You know why? Because Jesus has already crushed him, and he has no chance against him. He knows that he can't fight Jesus. All right? So his greatest enemy is actually you. It's the church. Because you're still human, you, you, you've been, if you've been born again, you've been thoroughly redeemed and restored in your spirit, but you're still working it out in your flesh. You're still working it out in your soul realm, in your belief realm, your emotions realm, and your actions realm, right? The body, how you, how you behave and live out what's going on the inside, right? So what Jesus has accomplished on the cross, and he said it is finished, he's completed his work on the spirit level in you, and he's, he's actually brought, your, your old man was crucified with Jesus, and it died with him. It says in Galatians 2.20 and Romans 6, it already died, all right? And the life you live in the flesh, you live by faith in the Son of God, okay, who loves you and gave himself to you, for you. All right, so, so I preach on this often. I can't go into all that right now, even though it's actually the core basis of everything that we need to be living from, all right? But, but he's already done the work in your spirit, but your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, the processing realm, right? That, that you're, we're still processing our beliefs and our, and our feelings into alignment with what's already finished in you. And then our behaviors are the outward manifestations of what our processing realm is actually in alignment with. Okay? So we can be in alignment with worldly behaviors and thinking and, and thought, and then we act more worldly in those ways. Even though Jesus did a, a work by the blood on the cross to break that stuff, right? If we're, if we're still connected with the earth realm... Instead of the, the it is finished, Jesus has died and resurrected realm, okay, then we're going to behave according to the side that we're linked to the most. All right? When, when, we, 
when we go through the process. I preach on this stuff all the time. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to the world. That's that realm. All right? Don't be conformed to the, to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's the, it's the adjusting your belief systems to, come, to bring it into submission and alignment with the truth of the kingdom of God where, you're, where you're, you're getting your mind synced up with the mind of Christ that always thinks kingdom truth all the time. And the more that, we, that we're getting our belief systems in alignment and in sync with the mind of Christ, which is kingdom truth through and through, then, then it says you will be transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds that you may prove the good and acceptable will of the Lord. Romans 12, 2. So, so our, our proving is actually the life of demonstrating outwardly. It's the fruit that goes out of the realities that we're living in from the inside. All right? That's, that's the proof. Your life is proving his good and acceptable will. How does it prove it? Not because you're trying hard to prove it, but because your life becomes the, the fruit-bearing life. You're bearing fruit of what he's already accomplished from the inside. The Holy Spirit's already hijacking me because I wasn't planning on saying any of that. <laughs> but I'm trying to get us synced in with where this is headed, okay? Because now I have to bring it back to where I was actually heading with this. <laughs> what was I saying before I started talking about that? Can somebody remind me? The, the warfare, the hardships, okay? So what, what we have to understand is that the enemy is, uh, he, he is your enemy, all right, he is an enemy of the cross, and I'm not saying Jesus is not his enemy. But you, I hope you understood my point, is that it's not an enemy that he thinks he's got any battle with. He already knows it's done. He's already been crushed by Jesus, okay? Jesus already crushed him and took the keys of, of death and Hades and all that back from him. He took the authority that Adam and Eve surrendered to him through their obedience to him. Okay, he, re, he received it back from them. Jesus did. Satan knows. And every demon knows who's in charge, okay? But, but the, what the devil also knows is that you and I, we've been redeemed. And that if we know who we are and we live it, where, where it's actually becoming more than just what Jesus accomplished, but it actually, I actually believe what he accomplished. I actually believe it, and, and now I'm making it my confession. I'm, I'm making it my way of thinking, my way of talking, my way of acting. My, my behaviors start catching up to my belief systems. And, you know, behaviors are habits. So, uh, you know, usually we have habits, and some are good, some are bad, but habits come from beliefs and trends and patterns that we've lived for a long time, and God's trying to rewire us from the inside out Resyncing us with kingdom truth that brings transformation. And the more you believe and, and the more you, you agree with what the Lord calls truth, the more you're retraining the way that you're thinking and the way you're behaving. And, and, and the, more, the more it comes to you, the more you start realizing, I'm used to, feeling, I'm used to doing this. That doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right anymore because that, that doesn't feel like the same spirit that Lord, the Lord is working in me. And, and so 
I, I catch it, and I'm like, Lord, how do I, how do I shift this? He's like, oh, yeah, don't do that. Bring it back in. How, what do I do, Lord? This. Uh, and I try it. And I was, I'm trying to recreate new habits, new life patterns. Oh, that feels like God. I just did that. It, didn't, it wasn't easy because it's not normal to me. But I'm shifting my behavior, and, and I feel God in it. He's retraining my behaviors because he already retrained my belief system. All right? And my behaviors that are in alignment with what he's already doing within me becomes an expressive outward fruit manifestation in the world around me. Okay? And, and so that proves his good and acceptable will. Come on. And, and it's releasing the heavens through you into the world. Because you're now you're in sync, for, in sync from the inside out. And I, I remind you, that's why we call our church Overflow. Because we want to live the kingdom from the inside out. I want it to fill me and transform me from the inside out. And, and it flows outward. That's the outward manifestation of the inward realities. All right? Now, why am I saying all that? Regarding the devil. <laughs> Bring it back. Okay? Because the devil knows that if we live from the inside out, the kingdom reality, he stands no chance in your presence. Because <laughs> then he's seeing Jesus becoming outwardly manifested through you. Because it's not you. It's not your workings. It's the workings of Christ within you. And greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. First John 4, whatever the verse is. All right? So, so the devil knows that when you're purely expressing Christ outwardly through a lifestyle of the inward intimate union with him and is flowing forth, he cannot stand a chance. Here's the problem. There's not very many Christians that live like that. Okay? doesn't mean that they're not born again and saved, but it means that a lot of people are still being conformed to the world, in part, not all, in parts of their thinking. And the Lord's actually trying to help recreate our structures that are completely separated from the worldly thought pattern. And the more that the devil can get us connected with worldly thought patterns, then, we're, then he knows that if we're believing those, we're going to feel those, and if we believe and feel them, then we're going to express them through our behaviors, and therefore, our outward lifestyle is not in sync with that kingdom-manifested reality. You guys follow me? So what's the devil doing? He's trying his best to get people disconnected with the kingdom realities that we can live from. He, he does whatever he can. If he can get you uh, tempted enough to get you to sin a sin, whoa, that, that, just got, that doesn't mean you, got, you lost your salvation, but it means that you became disconnected with that identity of your union with Christ where all of a sudden you're not behaving from that abiding in the vine reality. Okay? So if he can get us to sin, he'll do it. Because we're not going to bear kingdom fruit, we're going to bear world fruit. Okay? If he can get us, if he can work on us in our belief systems, maybe not even sin, but believing lies, 
that, that makes us feel like I don't have what it takes to go after this breakthrough I need in my life, then he can make you feel inferior and cause you to realize, according to yourself, that you can't get to that place that God has promised you. And anytime you can start believing about yourself anything lower than what God's promised, you are all of a sudden becoming conformed to the world when God's trying to renew you. He's trying to transform you by the renewing of your mind. Okay? So the enemy will do anything he can. He'll, and and if, if he knows that you're not, if he knows he's not succeeding because you're like, you're grounded in Christ, I'm not going to sin, that has no hold on to me anymore. And so then he tries to bring the lies to get you to live a, you know, a, a restricted life of breakthrough, okay? But, but say you, you're not even going to have that. No, I, I know that even though I, I don't believe in my circumstances, I believe in the truth, and my circumstance does not dictate how far I can go in the kingdom. And you got your faith anchored in his truth, and he knows he can't even get you with those lies anymore. What's he going to do next? Well, he's going to try to do something to get you distracted off of what you're laying claim to. So, and that distraction can come through trials. It can come through sicknesses that you, that you don't need because you're in Christ, all right? He can, he can cause disruptions in things in your life that, that throw you off. It throws your focus off or, or, or tries to encourage you to get too busy with a wrong thing so you don't have enough space in your life to really focus on the main thing, which is his presence and the abiding in him. So he's going to work anything he can. And, and then if he can't do that, I've been reading through the New Testament, the book of Acts and the book of Revelation, and what I see in there is that if the devil can't get you with that, then he'll up it to the next level and try to bring persecution. Persecution is, is really the next measure if, if the other stuff isn't going to get you off track. Try to bring persecution, and he'll use that to try to stop you from external force. Okay? And then the next one after that, because that doesn't seem to work for a lot of people, because the, the, the gospel is spread even farther through persecution, then what is, where does he up it to next? Martyrdom. But he's going to up the ante any, any, far, any way that he can to try to stop you from being all you can be in Christ. But I want to tell you that he's not the winner, okay? He's not the winner, and, and anybody who lives the kingdom life from the inside out is going to triumph against any pressures the enemy tries to bring. And you should take great comfort in that, all right? You guys doing okay? I already am 100% convinced that this is going to be more than one sermon, unless, unless God changes the plan before next week. But I'm going to go after this. 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. All right, so I want to just stop there. The devil is looking to kill, steal, and destroy. And he'll, he'll do it with anybody he can. He is not fair. He, he doesn't play by the rules. He doesn't have one ounce of compassion or mercy for any person. 
His goal in life is to destroy anything he can. All right? And he wants to eat your lunch. I include myself when I say you. <laughs> All right? He wants to eat your lunch. But, but so it says be sober, be vigilant. Like, this is serious. Like, like don't be passive about this, okay? But you're, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. Steadfast in the faith. Let me stop there for a second. Where do you aim your faith? Where do you aim your faith? Son of God? Did I, what else did I hear? God? You guys all agree? God? Yeah. Aim your faith at God. All right? Aim your faith at God. And, and, and with that includes aiming your faith at his word and his promises, right? So you're aiming your faith at God. Who do we not aim our faith at? The enemy. Or the world, I heard too. All right? So we're not, we're not trying to, this doesn't say stay steadfast in your faith against the devil. Because that's not where we're aiming our faith. Okay? It says resist him steadfast in the faith. How do you resist him? Stay steadfast in the faith. Who is your attention on? Is it on the devil? Or is it on the one that you stay steadfast with your faith with? Jesus. All right? So this is not, what this is saying is be sober and vigilant. Be aware, okay? The devil wants to eat your lunch. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy you. He's, he's going around. Uh, he's an adversary. He's your enemy. He, and he's like a lion who, who's going around looking for any person that he can devour. Okay? And he wants you. He wants your neighbor. All right? Now, I'm not saying Lucifer himself is coming after you, so don't get prideful like, oh, the devil himself is coming after me. Like, no, he's, he's not omnipresent like God is, all right? He's one person, one place, but he's got his kingdom. He's got his demons. Anyway, the point is, we got to be aware of it because if we're not living a sober and vigilant life, he may come and devour you where you're not paying attention. All right? But with that said, does that mean I need to start being vigilant and looking around? Where's the devil going to come in? Oh, my goodness. I got, where's he at? Oh, my God. Oh, watch out for that. I like living my life looking all around for where the devil might be coming in. No. No. So I'm not saying this to put fear in you. You don't have to be like anxiously looking around every corner, where is he going to pop up? That's not, that's not how this works, okay? This is not how victory in the kingdom works. I used to be that way, and I was always looking for the devil. In Christ, of course, right? <laughs> and it was because I wanted, to, I wanted to be like Lester Sumrall and casting demons out everywhere, <laughs> all right? But, but this doesn't say... Be sober and vigilant and be looking everywhere for the devil. It just means be aware that if you're not living the life that is sheltered in Christ, that he may find a way and he'll devour anything and get his foothold on. Okay? It goes on. It says resist him. All right, how do I resist him? Does that mean I'm, I'm 
putting my dukes up and I'm trying to get in his face and crush him. <laughs> All right, I, I used to do that. I was supposed to talk to you about that today, but I'm not going to have time. <laughs> Maybe next week. Resist him. But, but how do you resist him? Oh, well, let's keep reading and find out. How do you resist? Oh, steadfast in the faith. Okay. So I'm not putting my faith in the devil, so my faith is not looking or aiming at the devil. So what is it aiming at? It's aiming at Jesus and the word and the truth of the kingdom of God, okay? Seek first the kingdom and all its righteousness. You're honing your focus on the right things. And in doing that, you will be resisting the devil. Okay? In doing that, you are resisting the devil. You got it? Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. And as I said, I'm hearing that there is the people are having trials and attacks and warfare like never before, like all at once right now, all over the place. And so what that's telling me is that it's not unique to me. I, I've been having my own, okay? It's not unique to me. So what that tells me, when I start hearing repetitious patterns that people are walking through similar things, that this is bigger than just about old Jesse over here. It's an onslaught, or an attempt, I'll say. It's an attempt, attempted onslaught by the enemy. And I, I will remind you why he would be doing that is because of the very things I was saying a while ago, that God is wanting to bring the kingdom of heaven into our midst right here on this earth. And everywhere that the kingdom shows up, he loses his ground. He loses his authority. He loses his power. He loses his influence. He loses the, the, the chains that he bound up people in. They get broken. The prisoners get released everywhere the kingdom shows up. All right? And so the, the, anytime the kingdom is showing up and God does it through his people, he chose it that way, to do it through his people, so that's you and me. So God's plan is actually to bring more kingdom manifestation into this earth through you. And the more that you're on this processing journey with Jesus of becoming conformed into the image of Christ, you're being transformed. Soul and body level is coming into agreement with what He's already done in your spirit. Come on. The more that becomes expressed outwardly, the more the devil is losing power in your life and everywhere that God's given you domain. Remember a while ago we were talking about dominion? It all comes to this, doesn't it? So the devil is, is actually scared to death. Often the, the war gets waged when you're afraid that you're going to lose what you wanted to have that you didn't have to fight for before. All right? When you, don't, when, when you can keep what you want without anybody infringing on it, there's no need to have a battle. And as long as the church stays silent and passive, there's no need for warfare because he hasn't lost any ground. 
But when we lay hold of everything that God's given us and we allow it to do its work in us and that we choose to agree with it by living our lives outwardly with it, we're taking dominion and bringing the domain of the kingdom, which is the king's domain, into the earth. Satan hates it. He's scared because he's seeing that the warriors are starting to arise. You hear me? The warriors are starting to arise. And you get to decide if you are going to be an arising warrior or not. All right? And I just need to say that this 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9, it says, be sober, be vigilant, because he's, he's lurking. He's looking to devour someone. Anybody who, who, who he gets access to, he's going to crush you. He may do it deceitfully, make you think that you're actually experiencing a good thing, but it's because he's luring you into bondage. All right? So we are the gatekeepers of our own spirit and soul and body. We are the determinants of whether or not we're going to live a kingdom of God life or if we're going to be subject to the kingdom of darkness. God's not deciding that for you. He's already decided and given it to you, but now it's up to you to determine if you're going to lay hold of it and fully embrace it or not. So the be sober, be vigilant. Let me just say that if you choose to not be sober, not be vigilant, your lunch will get eaten. Okay? Worse than Shoney's. Worse than Shoney's. The, the way this works is there's, there's really not much gray area when it comes to which kingdom you're going to experience the powers of. Okay? You're either going to be all in with the kingdom of God or you're going to be passive. And unfortunately, the kingdom of the world bleeds into your life and you can't help it because you allowed it by not being sober and vigilant and, and being steadfast in the faith. And in an intimate union with Jesus Christ. You guys hearing me? So I guess, I guess today, I'm going to wrap up there. <laughs> right there at the beginning part. You guys can laugh with me about that. Ha, 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 ha. Didn't make it far. That's awesome. We did make it far. Right? We made it far, but not on my notes. But in what God needed to say, Yes. And that's what's more important. The, the point of this is, is wake up. If you're asleep, wake up. You don't have the option of being passive if you want the kingdom manifestations that God has promised to bring to you. you you're either all in or if you're partially in, you're actually not all in. So that means that you're allowing the other realm to have some influence. You, you might get a little, 
you're not going to get all that God has for you. But, but if, you, if you embrace, I'm in this. Lord, I, I want you. I want you. I, I want to live this life fully connected to you. I, I, want, uh, I want my yes to be your yes. And I, I want to give my life to this. I want to surrender to you my thoughts, my belief systems, my feelings. I want to bring them into alignment with you and your truth. And I want them to shape the way that I behave and I act and I interact with people from the inside out. I want that. You know, if you, if you choose to yield yourself to him in that way, there is no other option except that you're going to manifest the kingdom of God through your life. Whether you see it immediately or not, it's going to catch up. Your outward reality will catch up to your inward reality. There's no way for not to. Eventually, all right? Hopefully immediately, but I'm just saying. So I guess this is part one. The whole point of this is that I want to, I, I, I just felt like I need to help us just have this awareness that there, there is a war. It's in the second heaven realm. All right, that's, that's the realm that, the, that Satan, he's called the prince of the power of the air. He rules the second heaven realm and he sets up in, in people groups and in governments and cultures and different places, even in homes. He'll set up, he'll set up principalities and powers and dominions that, try to, that work together to try to cultivate belief systems and lifestyles and cultures in people to get them functioning from the earthly, the spirit of the world, instead of the spirit of God. And God is trying to come and he's, he's, try, he's raising up his bride, his body of Christ, his church, to manifest his kingdom in our midst so that we can bring a different culture, a different presence. Amen? So that he can come and set the captives free. That's really what this is all about, is God is, he is relentlessly pursuing freedom for every person. Freedom. Okay? Freedom. He, he has the power to crush Satan. And he wants to do it through you. Why? Freedom. Freedom and wholeness in Christ. Okay? And that's what warfare is really all about. It's not about being devil-focused. It's about bringing the manifestation of heaven to places where it's blocked so that people can be transformed in Christ. Come on. How many of you guys want to be the answer to God's needs for, the, for this in this world? Come on. If you do, I want to invite you to stand. I'm going to pray for you. Well, at least I got notes for future sermons and I can take a week off. I'm just kidding. That's not all I do. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yeah. All right, God, I thank you for these amazing people. Thank you, Lord, that these are your sons and daughters. Lord, that you're, they're your beloved 
And Lord, that you believe in each one of us, Lord. You believe in us, God. You know who we are, Lord. Lord, you, you know the end from the beginning. You know the full potential in each person. Lord, you know what you have, have uh, crafted and wired into their very DNA, not just as human beings, Lord, but as children of the Most High God. Lord, that you've given us the DNA of Yahweh himself, Lord, through the blood of Jesus, God, and you believe that we're greater than we've ever known that we are. And Lord, that you, you believe in us, God, that, that we are going to live a life that is fully synced up with you. Lord, that, that when we abide in the vine, we bear much fruit, Lord, not because we strive for it, but because that's just a natural outward manifestation of an inward reality. And Lord, that when fruit goes out, when, when overflow goes out, Lord, you're actually taking ground. Lord, that you're, that you're expanding your kingdom, and everywhere that we go when we live from this inside-out kingdom, Lord, that we're taking ground, and the devil's losing. <laughs> He's losing. I declare over you guys right now, in Christ, you are on the offense, not on the defense. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you guys repeat a few things after me? <clears throat> well, you didn't repeat the cough. There you go. All right, I'm just kidding. All right, here we go. All right, I I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. This life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. When I walk in this flesh body with faith in you, I believe you're using me in this physical world to bring a supernatural reality. I believe I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ, in the Spirit, but I'm walking on a physical earth in my body, in my spirit. There's the merging of heaven and earth, and I have dominion in Christ. And Satan is weak in your presence and we're taking ground and we're going to set the captives free hallelujah come on guys that's awesome let's give god a hand come on so good oh wait no you got to repeat another couple of things real quick i'm a champion greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world I'm a, I'm a darkness crusher. <laughs> I'm a chain breaker. I'm a prison releaser. Because the Spirit of the Lord is on me. Hallelujah! Come on! All right. That's good stuff. Well, I'm going to release you. We're going to have the, the ministry team come up here. If anybody needs to receive prayer for anything... You're welcome to do that, um, but we bless you guys, and I just want to, I hope, I hope that I'm inspiring your spirit and your faith to know that you're more than a conqueror. Amen? Amen. All right. Love you guys. Have a great day.